You guys, I wanted to hop on here quick and make a podcast episode about how graphic organizers during telling a story saved my sanity. Okay, so I have a couple of tough classes this year, and they've been a tough group since I started teaching them four years ago. So nothing has changed. They're still who they are. And I have been struggling to get them to focus and engage during input time in class. And so this year, when I started working with the Curriculum Club materials, graphic organizers are a piece that Tina has brought into it that I feel has been missing from a lot of world language curriculum and recommendations and information altogether. Like I never even imagined that I would want to use a graphic organizer or that I could or even knew how because, you know, I'm not trained as a language arts teacher, but Tina Hargaden is. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to trust this, Tina, and I'm going to go ahead and give this a shot. And so today, in one of my hard classes, I passed out a story map to my students, and I will link what that story map looks like in the podcast description so you can check it out and see what we wrote about. But basically, here's exactly what I did in case you want to try it too. Now, keep in mind, I keep my input time in class to about 15 minutes because then I use the rest of the daily instructional framework that Tina has created and I do write and discuss about our story and then we will read through that, the text that we just created, and then we will do a quick quiz or we'll do actors and act it out or we'll play what would they say, what would they think, and we'll do other activities with that text. So... Keep in mind, I'm keeping my input to about 15 minutes, but imagine if you were to tell a longer story or give longer input, the graphic organizer would help even more. So the story map has sections for scene, main characters, problem, main events or the plot, and conclusion on it. And I hope I'm not forgetting any. Forgive me if I did. You can see it in the linked graphic organizer in the description. And... What I told the students was that I am going to tell the story in Spanish and I'm going to draw out what happens on the board to help you understand and then you need to take notes on your graphic organizer while I'm telling the story. Now, this helps for a few reasons, but mainly because it actually makes the students feel like they're doing school and some classes need that element of focus and engagement and it can really aid in a lot of students' comprehensions and at the same time allow them flexibility to put as much or as little as they can understand on the, on the graphic organizer. Because I'm not going to grade the graphic organizer to see like who got every word or who understood every single thing I said. But it does hold them accountable for paying attention and following along with me. I did tell them because they are my highest ability class, they're my students that I've had the longest, I said, I would like you to write in Spanish. I said, I don't care about how you spell. I would like you to try to write in Spanish on the graphic organizer because I knew we were going to come back together during our shared writing time. And instead of doing a write and discuss today, we filled in all the parts of the graphic organizer together in Spanish. So I wanted them to have notes in Spanish so that when they were giving me words to put on my graphic organizer in front of the class, that they had the language they would need. But I told them, 
If you can't do it in Spanish, that's okay. Put it in English and we will add the Spanish later because I really didn't want to hinder their feelings of being able to complete the task by having them feel overwhelmed that I was asking them to do something in the target language if they didn't feel confident doing that. So I told the story and I drew it out on the board and it was a super cute story that one of my students had given me in advance. So I had the students write down stories in English on scrap pieces of paper and give them to me like a week ago so I could read through them, like stories from their personal lives, so I could read through them and then I could choose their own stories to tell to them in class. But it's way more engaging when they know it's about one of the kids in the room and it's even more engaging when you don't tell them who it's about until the end of the story. So it was about this girl and her family went to Disneyland, Disney World, excuse me, I know that's a big difference, went to Disney World in Florida, and while they were there, they were riding rides, and they got off a ride, and they started walking away, and her sister and her cousin disappeared, and they freaked out, and Arleth, my student, she ran around looking for them and finally found her sister and her cousin reading a sign by the ride that they left and they just didn't realize that the family left them and then it was happily ever after. So this is a story that I told the students in Spanish and I was drawing it out on the board. They were just listening and taking notes on their graphic organizer. And then I put a blank graphic organizer underneath the document camera and we filled it out together getting all the details in. And I said to the kids, if you wrote in English, that's fine. Write over it in Spanish or erase it or write underneath it wherever you had space. And then what was awesome, and I would highly recommend this, to elevate your kids' thinking, especially this would be great for upper levels or for classes that are ready for that extra challenge, we went through the main events of the story. So it was like, number one, they flew to Florida. Number two, they went to Disney World. Number three, they rode rides. Number four, the girls disappeared. Number five, she went looking for the girls. Number six, she found the girls. So that was like our main events in the story map that we filled in. I had them take two minutes to brainstorm with their neighbors. During each event, so all six of those events, talk to your neighbor and think about what our left might say. Or what she might think when these events are taking place. So some of the kids brainstormed in Spanish. Some of the kids brainstormed in English. I didn't really care. It was a good moment for them to kind of take a break and listen to me talk. And then had them all come back together. And I said, for number one, what would, you know, what did you come up with? And they, when they're going to Florida, they were like, I'm excited. And then I asked them in Spanish, does our left say I'm excited or does our left think I'm excited? And they were like, think. So then I drew a little thought bubble on the story map and put, I'm excited in the target language right next to that event, just off to the side. And I did that for all of the events. It was super engaging and fun because the kids were like, ooh, we're adding in extra details. We're making the story more advanced and adding in that that inner dialogue and that, that thinking and speaking really takes their ability to write up to that next level because that's a skill that all good writers do even if we're not as familiar with including those things or teaching kids how to do that in our world language classes. So I just wanted to come on and share how awesome it was and the kids were engaged and following along and copying down notes with me and it was so relaxing and it was so wonderful that I couldn't not share this with you. And I hope you try it. You could do a timeline, you could do a Venn diagram, 
you could do just like a T chart where there's like two columns and they're like writing down the name of the hero. And then in the other column, they're writing like facts about the hero, whatever it is. There's a graphic organizer for you and for your input. And if you can't print 400,000 copies, like I had to do, okay, it was only 37 copies. If you can't print all those copies, you can have these draw, have the kids draw the graphic organizer in their notebooks or on a piece of lined paper. There's always ways to make it work. If your class doesn't need it, that's cool too. There's classes I have that don't need it. But it was so relaxing and made me enjoy my classes so much more today. And I would encourage you to try it out also. I'm also going to link in the description. And I apologize if you listen to this before I get a chance to get on the computer and do that. I'm going to link the video to my class today of me doing these strategies in class so you can see what it looks like. So I'll link the graphic organizer for you and the video and you can check it out and let me know what you think. Hope it helps you. And I quick just wanted to add one more thing about the graphic organizers. When I collected them from the students at the end of class because you know every once in a while you either got to like stamp something or give it an initial or collect it so the kids know that you're going to hold them accountable for doing what you're asking them to do in class all I did was collect it I flipped through the papers to make sure the kids had written down what we had all done together and I gave them all like a completion quick formative grade because they did it, they followed directions, they got the Spanish practice in, and it's not going to be a huge percentage on their grade, but I want them to know, yes, I care that you're doing this, yes, I'm going to take the time to look at it, and it does matter. So in case any of you are wondering, I did not grade it to make sure they had every single detail, that they copied it exactly right, I just eyeballed it and gave them a completion score for finishing it. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about this super exciting event that's coming up, and best part of all, it's 100% free if you want it to be. It's called the World Language Teacher Summit, and yours truly, myself, Caitlin Leppert, preaching to a choir here, I am presenting, I think, my favorite presentation I've done so far in my career, which is called Scaffolding Writing for Novice Learners. Basically, I'm going to take you through how to build your students' confidence through a strategy called Write and Discuss by modeling the writing you eventually want them to output and by utilizing graphic organizers during class and as a preparation tool for any kind of a writing assessment. I think it's super useful and applicable and it will make your students feel more confident, become stronger writers, and make you feel maybe stronger about teaching them how to write in a way that is not overwhelming and keeps their effective filter low. So I would highly encourage you to check it out. The World Language Teacher Summit starts on October 5th. My presentation goes live on October 7th, and it will be available for free for 48 hours. You also get access to a free playbook, which has a ton of information in it, and you can upgrade to an all-access pass for the presentations for $47. That gives you unlimited time to watch the presentations. There's at least four or five per day. Some days even have six, seven, or eight presentations all by diverse world language teachers from around the country and possibly even the world. And the playbook will also get you access to a virtual goodie bag, extra freebies from the presenters, the slideshows, all of the resources and information you could possibly want. So I would love for you to check out and register for free for the conference. You can always decide to upgrade later if that's something that you need or are interested in. And you can find that link at linktr dot ee slash preaching to acquire the name of my podcast it's also 
shared in my Twitter page, which is at Caitlin Leppert. It's shared on my Instagram at Preaching to Acquire, and it's on my Facebook page, Preaching to Acquire by Caitlin Leppert. I would love for you to utilize my link to sign up that shows the creators of this conference that I'm the one who sent you there. And it also will, if you decide to purchase anything, it will donate a portion of the proceeds to me um, for, my, for my getting you to the conference and bringing you there as a thank you. So check it out. I'd love to hear what you think after the conference is over. And I hope you enjoy this next episode.